0: Welcome to the C3 Oxford Falls podcast. For more information about our church, please visit myc3church.net. Wherever you are listening from right now, get ready to receive as God has a word just for you.
1: We're talking about a, a prayer of our heart that is, "God, help! God, help me!" Sometimes I pray that prayer at work. I'm like, Lord, I need help. I need wisdom. I'm out of my depth. Lord, help. Who prays that as a parent? I pray that as a parent. I've got three very uh, different children. One of them is like me in a small body, and she is easy to parent. And I have two other children. I don't know where they came from or how to parent them, but God help me. (laughs) They are beautiful. And um, I know that God has answers to every cry of our heart. That's why we're here, right? So we come to church to know Him because we know that His help goes beyond the kind of help that I can come up with in my own strength. And so this morning we're talking about the refreshment that comes when I ask God for help. Have you experienced that before? Sometimes uh, you are dry and weary and a little burdened and you come to church or you open up your Bible and you open up a beautiful passage of Scripture and you find refreshment comes from God. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us stay refreshed in the Lord and it is the most amazing gift that comes from the Holy Spirit. There's an amazing passage of Scripture in John 14, verse 16, which says, and I will ask the Father. This is Jesus talking. He's just about to go to the cross, and he says to the people following him, don't fear, I'm going, but I'm sending someone greater. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, the Holy Spirit, helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. Who needs a friend like that? He will be with you forever. It's the Holy Spirit that brings that refreshment. Do you know that by the time you are thirsty, Google tells me, you are already dehydrated. By the time your thirst mechanisms catch up with your reality, you're already elapsed in hydration. How true is that spiritually? By the time you realize, I'm a little weary, I'm a little dry, you're already dry to the bone. But the Holy Spirit comes so that it's easy to find refreshment in him. It's not difficult to find refreshment in him. It's just a matter of positioning my life. God, I need you. Would you come and refresh me? And so we're going to talk from uh, one of my favorite passages of Scripture this morning. Actually, one of my favorite stories this morning. It's in Judges 6. We'll turn there in a minute. But I love this account of this very regular day and an extraordinary exchange with a supernatural God, that is actually an experience that we have quite often. God comes and enters our very moment, whatever we're up to, and begins to give us a different perspective that is actually broader and better than what we're currently looking at. He comes to refresh us. Isaiah 44 verse 3 says, "'I, God, will pour out water on thirsty land and streams on the dry ground.'" I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing upon your descendants. God is the refresher. The devil is the one that wants to deplete, but God is the one that brings nourishment. The devil would have you pitch a tent in a wilderness that you are stuck in and tell you there is no better from here. This is it. This is the final outcome. There is no way you can get around this. There is no way you can walk through this, but God comes into the situation and says, this is actually not the green pastures I have for you. You're going to pick up that tent. You're going to begin to walk out of here. I'm going to show you a place that is green and filled with life, and you're going to find the exact nourishment that you need right now. Come with me. I've experienced that so many times, thinking, God, I don't know how to get forward from this. And step by step, just day by day, he begins to draw you out from that place and set your feet somewhere beautiful. Psalm 23. love this psalm. A psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. You know, parts of me and parts of my nature is uh, I love to do I would rather do than be. Who's who's like that in the room today? I just would rather do than be. When I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to do. I don't want to be. Making me breakfast in bed this morning is not what I want. I'm up before you. I will work myself out. Thank you very much. But, you know, as I have grown in Christ, I've realized there's so much about His nature that wants to teach me how to be. I need to put on off the desire to sum up all the answers or to know the full picture. I need to trust him by the calm, still waters. It is good for me to wait on the Lord in those seasons. And he says, come, just, just come away, draw away, and I will show you how to rest. He refreshes my soul He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake, even though I walk through the darkest valley. I tell you, if you are here this morning and you're walking through a darkened valley, maybe there's grief, maybe there's disappointment, maybe you're believing and believing and believing for something that has not yet come to pass, he is with you. He promises his presence will stay with you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. If I need any part of my life anointed, it is my head. My feet will follow my thinking and my thought life and my decisions and my determination. But God, anoint my head. Calm my mind. My feet will follow, but anoint my head. I've anointed my own head before in my own thinking and my own ways. It's nothing compared to the refreshing anointing that comes from God. So receive that this morning. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I was praying for my mum this morning. She's watching online. Love you, mum. And uh, I didn't call her because we didn't have time to chat to too, too detail the conversation. I text her some love and some emojis and then I prayed for her. But you know, I was reminder this morning as a, when we first came to Christ, my mum came to Christ from a, a history of not knowing Christ. She, uh, we came to two amazing churches over the course of about five or six years that unfortunately, not for, not for crazy scenarios, but unfortunately both closed. Two churches that we were a part of, smaller churches that for whatever reason both, both closed and we moved to other churches. And I this morning was so overwhelmed with gratitude for the resilience of my mum to go, we, well, we will go somewhere else. We will find somewhere else. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This quite hasn't worked out, but we're going to find somewhere to refresh our lives. We're going to find somewhere to commit our lives to Jesus. I am so grateful. I am so grateful to that this morning. Maybe that's you. Maybe there has been uh, different scenarios where it's been difficult to to remain, but here you are. Here you are in church, staying with the Lord, and you'll find refreshment that outlives you. It lives on from your life to your children and your children's children. Could there be any greater prayer than to stay in the Lord? So we're going to turn to Judges 6, this uh, amazing passage of Scripture. And if you're a guest this morning, we're so glad you're here. We um, are looking to the Bible this morning, and this word has power. Hopefully you've seen that same power at work in the people's lives that brought you. I hope so. I'm sure that's why you're here. But God gives us power, not through the pages of this book, but by the author, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God who has been sent to refresh us and help us. So we're going to turn here this morning to Judges 6 and look at this story of Gideon on this ordinary day with a not-so-ordinary experience in Judges 6, verse 1, it says, The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hands of the Midians for seven years. You know, when we stop following the law, when we stop following His ways, surprise, the secrets reveal, we get stuck. I think we can look back into Old Testament of those Israelites and think, what were you thinking? Continually, leaving God's ways and going into your own ways. We are exactly the same. <laughs> and the God is having us... Requiring us to stay surrendered. It's easier said than done. I know that the first time I make that decision to give my life to Christ and to ask for Him to make me clean is not the last time I'll pray that prayer. It's a prayer that I will pray God, help me, show me. I will call out to you in my time of need and you will respond. As a uh, younger person, I had a planter's wart on the bottom of my foot. It was hideous. It was so gross. And, uh, and I remember thinking, I do not want to get this cut out. That's just a horrible thought to have this cut out of my body. So I thought, we'll just freeze it. We froze it once. I think we froze it twice, maybe three times. I remember as a kid filing it with a nail file to um, act like it was growing smaller. It wasn't growing smaller. It wasn't going away. I did have to get it cut out. Can I tell you this morning, there is only one remedy for sin, only one way forward. It's Jesus. He is the only one to abolish all the sin, all the guilt, all the heaviness of my heart. It's only Christ. It's only through Him. And as soon as I call out to Him, He's gracious and merciful and immediately comes to my side with refreshing when my heart stays honest before Him. I want to stay honest before him. Judges 6.6. 6, so Israel was brought very low because of Midian and the people of God cried out, Lord, help us. When the people cried out to the Lord on the count of the Midianites, what did the Lord do? He sent a prophet to the people of Israel. As soon as we call out to God, let me encourage you this morning, as soon as you're in need, call out to the Lord and he will help you. It's his greatest joy to come with help in a time of need. My first thought for you this morning is my refreshment, the refreshment that I require from my life is proportional to my repentance. If I stay in that humble place of calling out to God in my time of need, I will stay refreshed because he is the refresher. We, are, we um, I still remember the first time that I gave my heart to the Lord and I was in a A congregation of maybe, oh, there was thousands of people there and about 300 people probably gave their heart to Jesus that night. I couldn't find any of my friends. I lost all my friends and I, in that moment alone with the Lord, felt I want that life. I want to begin a life with Jesus and that is what I want. Do you remember that moment? Amazing, right? I love reminding myself that that act of surrender is something that will stay with my heart from here on in because God is my refresher. The devil wants to sabotage that surrender, and sin is his access point. But since Christ, that door is closed. Since Christ, I'm stronger, I'm stronger, I'm stronger in Jesus' name. That's why being in a connect group is so good, right? We can't do it alone. We need people around us to help and assist and pray with us in times of need. Let's continue on. Judges 6, verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth. I thought that was a, a spiritual term. It's not, it's a tree. So uh, we can agree on that, which belonged to Joash. While his son Gideon was beating out the wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. He's just going about his regular duties, his regular day. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. Can we just picture this? He's going about his ordinary day, and an angel of the Lord appears to him, and his first response is, God has forsaken us. He's speaking to an angel of the Lord and saying, God has forsaken us. He's speaking directly to the presence of God and forgetting immediately what God is doing. You know, we don't have the presence of God visit us. We have the presence of God living within us. The gift of the Holy Spirit does not come and does not go. He comes and stays and gives us a new reality that is beyond the reality maybe that I am seeing in the physical. He gives us a brand new perspective. I can tell you times of going through that valley of the shadow of death and knowing that God has got my eyes way up ahead. He's already way up ahead. And so this morning, my second thought for you from this this story of Gideon is his refreshment is greater than my reality. Reality is a strong, sharp, abrupt image, isn't it? But God's refreshing is beyond that. I had this thought this morning, it was specifically for our chapel service, but I saw people on tippy toes reaching out, looking out on a headland with binoculars, just with quite quite fear, just looking and straining. What is up ahead? God, are you are you sure you know what's, what's up ahead? And I felt the Lord say, get your feet on the ground, put down the worrisome binoculars, close your eyes, and you will see more than you are seeing in your natural eye. Trust me. Trust me. I'm up ahead. There is no fear in your future. I'm already there. I'm already there. His refreshment is greater than my reality. That's Easier said. It's easy to preach. It's easier said than done. Can I encourage you this morning? If you're facing a very challenging season, cling to Christ. Exchange your sight for His. Trust that He is up ahead and is certain and sure about what is coming. I recently played, uh, you know, look to the clouds and see what you see with my beautiful magic middle daughter Isla. And i tell you what, her imagination is unhindered. It is endless, boundless. It's like unmatched. By the time I've seen her, you know, cloud otter, she's seen a, a cloud, you know, trampoline and a shark with a short fin. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to navigate what it is you're seeing up there. That is so like the Lord. He is boundless. Endless, His creativity about your future is unhindered. There is no uncertainty about what he sees. It might take you a little while to catch up, but God knows exactly what it is he is doing. And you're in safe hands. If you give your life to him, you've got steady feet and a clear path before you. His refreshment is far greater than our reality. Let's read on. Judges 6, 14. And the Lord turned to him, the angel turns to him and says, go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do I not send you? And he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the weakest in my father's house. The Lord knows these things. He knows what it is that we are weak in, and he comes to bring strength. Sure, express it to him. Express your weakness. It will not change his mind over you. It will make him certain that he is giving the right message to the right person. Behold, my clan is the weakest. Verse 16, and the Lord said to him, but I will be with you and you will strike the Midianites as one man. Then Gideon perceived, finally, right? Don't you love those perception moments that he was the angel of the Lord? Yes, Gideon, he is. And Gideon said, alas, O Lord God. For now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, peace be to you. Do not fear, you shall not die. And then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. Every time God comes to us, he comes by the Holy Spirit to bring peace and to bring future, peace and future. But just like Gideon, this angel of the Lord comes to him to bring him peace and a future, but it's not just for him. The peace and future that God brings to him is for him to then bring peace and a future to those that God is calling him to reach out to and bring on and to set free in this situation. God wants peace and future to flow through you. I love praying for people who are facing all kinds of battles. The God of my battle is the God of your battle. I know that the same God will overcome my battle like he will your battle. Yeah, come on, why don't you thank him? But when I'm praying for someone who's up against a battle that I have faced in my own life, I've been in that war room. I know that battle. I know the schemes of the enemy over that battle. I know the artillery that he will try to use. And I know that in my artillery, I've got promises that definitely come against that exact battle that I can use and help and bring freedom and life to. That's why I love our Connect Leaders You're bringing life to others around you because you have been through your own journey and you're bringing other people through their own journey. God comes to bring peace and a future. but it has got to flow out of us. So I want people to discover their purpose, discover that gift, so that the gifts that are locked up inside of you can freely flow and bring life to other people. I want to do that with my life. The last thought, his refreshment is my purpose. That refreshment that comes from him, I want to flow out of my life. I don't want it to stop with me. I don't want it to stop with my family. I don't want the sum of my prayer life to be about my home or my job or my work. I want that refreshment to go out beyond the bounds of my life and draw other people into life and godliness. We thank you, Lord. So don't underestimate the power of your story. You might be in the thick of it right now. You might be facing some dryness, maybe some battle. Can I encourage you to continue on? It's not only for you. It's not only for your households, but there are others that God is going to bring alongside you who need to hear your story. They need to hear how to fight that battle. They need to know that even in the midst of the valley of death, I can find refreshment for my soul. That's, that's from another planet, it's from the heavens. So keep on.
0: Hey everyone, what a joy it is to bring the Word of God to so many people all around the world every week. And I just love technology for that reason that we're able to broadcast through television, through podcasts, through social media and to bring Jesus into people's worlds in all kinds of ways. Obviously, there are costs to that. There are uh, expenses in reaching out and accomplishing this preaching of the Gospel. And in the Book of Romans, Paul says, how shall I go unless somebody send them? He's talking about the beautifulness of of the preaching of the Gospel, how it brings peace and joy into people's worlds. And so the people who are sending us into other people's worlds is you and the people of our congregations and I'd love you to join with them and with us as partners sending the gospel throughout all the world through all these means that God has put in our hands and as we partner together I know that there will be thousands of people in heaven for eternity because of our efforts together God has called us to do this and we depend on people to send us and support us in taking the Gospel to the world. I wanna say thank you for standing with us and believing God. I'm praying and asking God to touch you and to bless your seed that you sow so that you'll experience an incredible harvest in your lives, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's message from our church. Hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by using at C3OxfordFalls.